You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. A season like none before has yielded an offseason with the uncertainties and questions to match. We'll keep you up to date on things in baseball and with your team on the Twins Hot Stove Show. The Twins Hot Stove Show is presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, welcome back. It's another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show, our first of 20 21 as uh, we uh, continue on through this offseason very excited to have taylor rogers with us here today and whether you're listening to us live here on wednesday night or whether you're listening to us via podcast form or any of the various platforms social media platforms uh, we're glad to have you with us stephanie johnson will join later uh, to kick off another month of twins community fund auction items including chance to win one of those sweet powder blue jerseys uh, and help out the twins community fund as well as a chance to have tc bear come to your to your kid's birthday party. So we've got all of that coming up over the course of the next half hour. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are born. And we're going to get right to Taylor Rogers. Rogers a nod to his catcher. Garver sets up, down and in. The 2-2, he got him, strike three, swinging on a curveball. And the Twins shut out Cleveland 3-0. And Taylor, first of all, belated happy birthday. I know you have a, a holiday season birthday. You don't look a, a year older to me. Uh, I know it's been a crazy year and a half. But let's start from the beginning with um, the fact that so many questions remain unanswered. And I know you wear multiple hats, uh, not only as the team's closer, but as the player rep. Where are we baseball-wise in terms of schedule, in terms of rules, in terms of clarity? Because I know your teammates are probably asking you that question every day. Yeah, definitely the, a big question is uh, when is spring training going to start? Sounds like we're going to start on time. That's what we're shooting for. That's what we're going to plan for. Uh, at the moment right now, we're, we're talking about some uh, some protocols and some guidelines, uh, much like we went through last year. And uh, they're trying to make sure that you know, a lot of guys like to go down to Fort Myers early and get kind of a head start with spring training, but um, MLB is trying to keep that uh, group pretty light before everybody gets there, which makes sense. Um, but uh, this is the world we live in. I guess it's been, you know, eight, eight months-ish now of uh, kind of being patient without a lot of answers and uh, kind of getting used to that now. I think any other time we get, I'll be getting itchy about wanting some information and some news, but I think we're in this world now where we just learn to be patient and uh, let things sort themselves out. After you got through it with baseball, have you watched how other sports have dealt with it? And even from the fan side, I know, for instance, you're a Denver Bronco ticket holder. Like, there you're a fan as opposed to being on the inside as a player. Have you been watching uh, to try to see how some of these other organizations have dealt with it? Absolutely. You know, I think um, uh, – Baseball, I think we put off a, uh, a good start and a good uh, template for how those other sports were going to act during this. Um, you know, with the Broncos that time, uh, I don't probably a few weeks back, maybe a month where uh, they had to start the wide receiver at quarterback. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, what, what happened within those protocols, you know, to make it get this way? And uh, I think most of the time, if not all the time, if we're going to follow the protocols and the guidelines correctly, 
then things should go off without a hitch. There are going to be, you know, uh, exclusions to that. But for the most part, stick to what we need to do. We should be able to have a full season. And, and you kind of lived that as a member of the Twins this last year. And you were telling me that as awful as it was to have to deal with this entire situation, you felt in many ways it actually pulled the club closer together. There were positives to it for you. There was. There was a lot of positives. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, anytime you have a group and, and a common goal as a team, um, you know, first off, our goal was to make sure that it wasn't going to be us in the news. It wasn't going to be us outside breaking protocols and, and having a, a bad light shed on us. And uh, seeing, you know, every, everything that guys put into that and, and stuck to it for the whole 60 games, in 66 days, and uh, just proved that we all had the right mindset and and we did it for everybody else not just yourself and uh that was really cool and when we talked about going into the bubble for the playoffs or or we had a uh, the time when we played the cardinals and they had some positive tests and we weren't sure if we were going to play the next day uh relating to that and being able to have discussions with with all the guys in the clubhouse uh learning about their family situations ryan jeffers wanted to know if he could bring his dog into the bubble I didn't know. When else would you find out if you had a dog or not? <laughs> so it was just kind of cool to take positives from that. Like I, now I, I understand and know more about each guy's personal life and um, you know, not on this, not too much about it, but enough <laughs> to, to feel like I know the guys and, and uh, just something that you wouldn't get normally. And um, you know, the day the Cardinals uh, had the positives and they just left town. Um, I was in the office with Rocco and, and Thad and, and Derek and, uh, you know, first I'm like, why are why would you guys, why am I in here? You know, this is, this is your guys' decision, but they said, this is a, this is a group effort. Uh, you're kind of the, the voice for, for the team and, um, being able to work with those guys and seeing firsthand that what they preach is actually the truth, uh, was really, really cool. And it really makes me proud to be a Minnesota twin. Well, and let's carry that over because I know there hasn't been a ton of movement this offseason so far, but the Twins organization was very aggressive in terms of making sure that things didn't come to a head arbitration-wise coming off such a wonky season with no baseline for it. And I know after you resigned, we spoke, and you were very impressed with how the club looked after its own in that process. And, and I would think that the type of relationship you're alluding to stemming from last year might have made that process easier on both ends. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, that was, so everything that we had talked about in 2020 and uh, the relationship that was built uh, when they called uh, on December 12th or whatever it was um, that continued and uh, their, their honesty and, and professionalism continued. And, and that's the best part about being about a part of this team is uh, it starts with them and then it goes down and there's just good people everywhere. And, you know, I'm sure that that begins with the poll ads as well, allowing Derek and Thad to operate that way. And it's just it's amazing from the top down, the professionalism. Taylor Rogers, our guest, brought to you by Killaby Root Beer here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. And I want to talk specifically baseball stuff. Season did not end the way you or any of us anticipated. And I think we both know that next year the Twins could go 162-0. and And the first question you would be asked is, what about the playoffs? You haven't won a playoff game in forever. How much does that burn you? How much do you balance flushing it and facing it? You, you, you said it perfectly there, Chris. Uh, I think you have to do a little bit of both. Flush a little bit, but also face it. And uh, I think part of it, I flush is, is uh, what is it, 12 or 18 games? I can flush the 18 because I'm 0-6. So I'm going to face the 0-6. 
That's that's what I've been a part of. I mean, the first ones I don't I didn't really even know who the Minnesota Twins were. I was in grade school. So yeah, I'm gonna flush the 18, take on the 0 and 6. And I think that's what a lot of our group is doing. We're gonna take the brunt of our of our 0 and 6, have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Obviously, the first process is getting back to the playoffs. And then we need to get there and prove what we can do. And um, I think experience says a lot. Um, you know, if if you fail at something and you go back to it again. You're not going back empty handed. You're going back with more experience. And I think that'll help our group. Yeah. And you mentioned the group and it is that, but groups don't last forever. We've seen some of the changes already this year. Guys like Trevor may have moved on. We're waiting to see what happens with a guy like Nelson Cruz. I know bullpen wise, Hansel Robles has been one of the additions. Do you know anything about him? Do you have any interaction with him in in his uh, days as an opponent? A little bit. Yeah. So he, he came up with the Mets and uh, right around the same time uh, I was uh, through the Eastern League and International League. So, um, you know, back then, I don't know how they do it now with, with all the technology, but back then we had a clipboard and a wooden pencil and we'd chart in the stands. And uh, he would be up there in the stands too. So kind of got to know him a little bit uh, through that. But um, well, looking, looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, you can always trust Derek and Thad to bring in good pieces. And it uh, should be fun to see what we can do and, you know, uh, this this young core that we've always had is, uh, it, you know, it, it's getting to be that time where it's, you know, put up or shut up type thing. No, you're right about that. And, and with last year being such an anomaly, if you had a rough year, uh, is it easier to say, oh, like if you're Mitch Garver, you come off a great year, you'd get off to a rough start, there's injuries. Is it easier to move on from that because of the extenuating circumstances? Whereas if you had a good year, you could still convince yourself and build off of it? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think it is easier to justify with, with the way this year was. Um, again, though, I, I think it goes along the same lines of now we've experienced, say, say me or Mitch Garvin, we've experienced some type of failure. And now we go into this year with more experience, having experienced failure. And I think along the lines of that is dealing with failure, you also have to deal with success. And, and I think that gets lost in translation a lot is how do you overcome failure? How do you overcome negatives? Well, how do you overcome success and positives? You, those are the, in the same breath, I believe. Yeah. Uh, big question that a lot of people have is, especially for pitchers, is workload. It was so different. It was interrupted. We've never seen anything like it. Pitchers with their arms are very careful with the routine. And frankly, we've never figured out how to keep pitchers healthy, even when we had no interruptions or things perfect. Where are you physically in terms of, okay, I had X number of outings. I threw X number of innings. It was different than before. You know, where are you and, and have you undertaken any different steps to try to prepare for a full 162? Basically just I'm, I'm preparing this year as we would any other preparing to play 162. Um, the, the beauty of this game is there's, there's no exact template. You know, you can do all of these exercises or do all this stuff and, and you can still get hurt. Right. And I, I think uh, that's the beauty of this game is, is the human element that's attached to it. How do you separate yourself internally and how are you going to prepare? And I, I like to uh, take that as a challenge. And uh, I've always taken it as a challenge to show up every day and be prepared and ready. And uh, I'm going to continue to be up to that challenge. The other thing really good players do, and you're in this category, is they get better every year. And I think there's a bit of a mystery for fans in terms of how you get better as a pitcher in the offseason. You can't just throw, but you have to figure out means 
of improving, bringing something new to the table or getting better at something? What are you uh, doing in that regard to try to improve yourself when you can't just go out and chuck a ball a hundred times a day, every day? Right. Yeah. Uh, improve it, trying to improve the strength. That's, that's always number one. Uh, it's something that you lose throughout the season and uh, you get back in, get back in the gym, get back to moving correctly. Um, that's my biggest thing is trying to move better uh, with strength. And then uh, next part is uh, working on the slider a little bit. Um, I think this, this, this year I got to where it wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be. And uh, that's discussions with Wes and, and Pete Mackey and, and Colby Suggs. And uh, they're really good at communicating of this is kind of where you have success with your slider. And this is where maybe you didn't. And uh, let's try to get there. And they're, they're great with, with their communication. Um, and, and like I told them, like, look, guys, like, tell me anything. Uh, that that's going to make me better. And, and I'm going to go out there and, and try to do that. Do you do lobbying? Do you communicate with players to say, Hey, sign with us, like guys you might know from other organizations, or do you lobby the front office to go out and, and maybe try to add a guy when we know that there's a lot of really good baseball players looking for teams right now? Yeah. Lots of, lots of good players out there. I would lobby anybody to come to Minnesota. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, lo- I lobby my brother too, and he's he's with the Giants. Uh, he doesn't even have he's not even a free agent yet, but I lobby him to come to Minnesota. Tampering, <laughs> yeah, tampering. <laughs> but uh, no, um, I, I'm not going to lobby the front office to sign people. Um, like I said, I have complete trust in them uh, to to bring our, uh, good guys to our club and and uh, positive attributes to our club. So no need to talk to them. Um, Rocco can sell himself. And, uh, you know, what the group that we have, I don't know who wouldn't want to come play with Buxton and, and Barrios and Donaldson and hopefully Nelson Cruz. And uh, I, I just think it's, it's not hard to sell Minnesota right now. All right. That's Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers, always great to catch up. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are born. Now, we're going to take a break on the Hot Stove Show. Come back with Stephanie Johnson from the Twins Community Fund. And then, Taylor, get yourself ready because we've got a fan who's going to join us and Zoom bomb our conversation with some questions for you. That's all straight ahead on your home for Twins Baseball. Well, welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show, the first uh, hot stove show here in 2021. We'll get back with Taylor Rogers momentarily, but in the meantime, we're very excited to welcome Stephanie Johnson back into the conversation. And not only is it Happy New Year to you, Stephanie, but how about the job Twins fans did on the hot stove auction, our first auction, uh, Jim Tomei bobblehead for uh, 200 bucks, starting pitchers, baseballs, 225 and Sergio Romo's jersey brought in a nice hunk of change, $325 to the Twins Community Fund. I was excited to see it. I think you probably were too. Yeah, absolutely. I was thrilled. It was exciting to um, see our fans' support for not only our players and our teams and some of those items, but also uh, for the Twins Community Fund. So thank you to everyone who bid. Um, It was an exciting start and um, excited to talk about what we have available here in January. Yeah, it's a great list in January. Now, typically January is a huge month for the Twins and the Twins Community Fund. We're out on Caravan, and then the Twins Fest ends with your big auction. And part of the reason we're doing this hot stove auction is kind of to make up for that because we don't have the chance to have everybody in the building. So, again, twinsbaseball.com slash hot stove auction. Easy to remember. And you can bid on what Steph's about to tell you about through the end of our last show of the month. So you've got a full month to drive the prices up and thus the money for the Twins Community Fund on what is truly quite an impressive list of products. I'll let you take it from here. 
Yeah, so we have four items available this month and um, we're excited about them. Uh, one um, that I'm really excited about uh, this year is um, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of our 1991 World Series Championship, also the 30th anniversary of the Twins Community Fund as the Twins Community Fund was founded using the proceeds from the Homer Hankies from the 91 World Series Fund, fun yeah, fact. Fun fact um, right so, yeah. Um, so we have a 1991 World Series bundle to celebrate that. It includes a program from that 91 World Series, a um, baseball signed by Jack Morris, who, as we all know, was the World Series MVP and star of Game 7, as well as a bat that was signed by the team the last time we had the 91 team gather together in um, 2011 for their 20th anniversary. So um, that is uh, when they gathered at Target Field, they signed a bat um, there. So that is a super exciting unique item um, up for bid we don't have very many of those bats left we've been kind of um, making them available to fans at gen a few times over the past decade so this is one of our last ones we have remaining and same with those jack morris um, baseballs that he signed um, there so a really cool item for for twins fans who remember that team fondly yeah even my guy wayne terwilliger's on that bat that yes. alone is worth a, <laughs> yeah, is worth uh, a bid. My favorite uh, is the Powder Blue Byron Buxton jersey. Yeah, yeah. So this is a um, Powder Blue Byron Buxton jersey um, signed by Byron. Um, Want to be make sure it wasn't a game worn jersey, but it's a very cool Powder Blue jersey um, signed by Byron as well as a baseball signed by him. It was fun to see our guys in those Powder Blues uh, last year. Um, it was too bad that our fans couldn't see them wear that in person, but uh, this is your opportunity to have one of those Powder Blues of your own. Yeah, and they look great. They are my one of my favorite jerseys we, we've ever had. Uh, Josh Donaldson's first season in Twins territory was curtailed by injury issues, obviously, but uh, he's able to help out the Twins Community Fund here. Yeah, so we have a baseball and bat autographed by Josh Donaldson, which, as Chris, um, as you just noted, it was his first full season with the Minnesota Twins, our first season with the Minnesota Twins last year. And so um, uh, Twins fans I know were um, really excited about Josh and we're excited to see what he's going to continue to do for the ball club. So um, your chance to take home um, some autographed items from him. It's a Twins logo bat, um, Louisville Slugger, and a um, authenticated baseball both signed by him. And if you're looking for experiences and not just stuff, uh, I can speak to the efficacy of this last item my daughter's turning 12 this month, but when she was much younger, she often had a surprise guest at her birthday party, and he was always a hit, and now T.C. Bear can come to your kid's birthday party or, or your birthday party. Steph, if you want T.C. at your party, you could do it too. Yes, well, actually, we're um, putting an age limit on this one, so it's for a birthday kid must be age 14 and under, so your daughter would be totally eligible. She's but I think, in. As you can, I think as you can attest, Chris, anyone at that party, no matter how old you are, is going to enjoy a visit from TC. So um, yeah, it, uh, the experience includes a 30 minute visit from TC. We'll, depending on when you schedule it, we'll be following social um, distancing and pandemic protocols, um, you know, appropriately. Um, and a twin swag bag for the birthday kid and all that stuff. The, the main thing is the party's gotta be within 30 mile radius from Target Field. That's kind of our travel proximity. So hopefully still a good number of our listeners um, can take advantage of that. And um, it's it's a lot of fun. TC is a blast to have at your party. Um, and so this is a great opportunity to kind of 
celebrate um, your favorite birthday kid and twins fan in your life. And um, I think, you know, like we said, everyone, no matter birthday kids and adults alike, um, will enjoy that visit from TV. Yeah, their friends will be talking about it a decade later. I can attest to that. Stephanie Johnson <laughs> will check in with us at the end of the month. Get your bids going now. Again, it's twinsbaseball.com slash hot stove auction we'll come back with taylor rogers next on your home for twins baseball welcome back to the twins hot stove show it's chris atterbury along with taylor rogers and as is our custom this year we reached out to you the fans we don't have as many chances to hear from you no caravan no twins fest so we reached out to you to have you zoom bomb uh and ask questions and kind of handle this whole final segment of our show so let's welcome in today's fan to zoom bomb taylor rogers and uh, see if we can't get some better questions than maybe I am able to ask. So we're going to try to get the technology worked out. We're going to try to get the camera turned on uh, and see if we can't welcome in one of Taylor Rogers' biggest fans here in Twins territory to see if he might have some questions uh, for Taylor. Do we have uh, Do we have that fan? Oh, I'm here. Well, that voice sounds familiar. Introduce yourself, would you? You were right. I am not one of the biggest fans, but I am the biggest fan of Taylor Rogers, his twin brother, Tyler. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. I'm the biggest fan. The call is coming literally from inside the house. Under have- my own roof. <laughs> it's like a horror movie. Oh, man. Well, the floor is yours, Tyler. What do you want to know about uh, about your brother? You know, I, I do know a lot about Taylor. Um, so I do have a question. It's kind of a two-part question. I'm going to take advantage of my time here. But uh, <laughs> tell you, I was started thinking about maybe uh, for some reason when they asked me to ask you a question, I started thinking about um, our high school athletic careers. And I was thinking about yours, you being on the level three baseball team as a sophomore. And then the next year you were first team all state. Um, I kind of want to hear you talk about maybe that transformation, maybe your mindset through that and that jump. Um, and then also, um, I know the answer to this, but I want you to admit it. Did you cherry pick in high school basketball? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I need better fans, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, Ty, uh, that's funny, man. Um, you know, I think, uh, sticking with baseball, that was a time when I wasn't sure I wanted to stick with baseball. Uh, I didn't think that it was in the cards for me. And uh, I knew I liked the game, so I wanted to play through high school. And, and, you know, I figured I got two more years left of high school. I'll just enjoy baseball for now and then hit the fire academy. And uh, decided to give it a good effort uh, to continue to play because I didn't think I'd make the team. And then I uh, ended up getting better with, with no help uh, from you, obviously. But, um, no, and then, you know, I, I may have cherry-picked a little bit, Uh <laughs> but that's only because I knew you had the rebound and um, you know, you'd pass it to me. So I get the glory with the points. You'd get the rebound with the assist. Appreciate it all. Can I ask you guys maybe to give the fans an idea? You, you guys had your birthday recently and the tradition is you have your foosball matchup for the year. I've heard Taylor's version of how this year went. Tyler, do you want to, do you want to give the ver- your version of how this year went? Well, right now we played three sets of best out of three. Uh, Taylor won the first set on our birthday, which, which upsets me, but then I got him back with the second set. And, uh, right now Taylor is, is holding the the championship title right now with the third set of three, but, uh, the, uh, I'll get my title back here soon, probably tonight. 
Hey, there's there's no disputes here, Chris. Uh, the the forearms are lightning. Yeah, they're just a little bit faster than ties. And we're going to bring out the level just so there's no excuses. You worried about maybe some tomfoolery with the table? Yeah, I, I, we got to keep an eye on that table. We need a camera on it so he's not messing with it. But we're going to bring out the big, the big two-foot Stanley level, make sure that table is nuts level, and then uh, some WD-40 on the rods, and then uh, there's no excuses. Well, guys, we appreciate super fan, your super fan, Tyler, joining us today on the Hot Stove Show. And I know that your meeting on the Diamond was squelched by COVID a year ago, but let's uh, look forward to the day when we see you two uh, doing battle in a big league game. That is something I think we can all look forward to, uh, enjoying uh, both San Francisco fans and Twins fans. Thanks for joining us, Tyler. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. And Taylor, I think you probably got a uh, somebody, one of your roommates you need to give a talking to uh, for the surprise he pulled today. Always great to catch up with you, Taylor, and we'll see you down the road at spring training, okay? Hey, thanks for having me. That was a nice surprise, guys. <laughs> it's the Rogers boys on the Twins Hot Stove Show. Appreciate everybody joining us, and we'll see you again next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network.